We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goyne. Hello. We have our Heat Beat insider, Mr. Lefty Leif. Good evening, gentlemen. And we have our professional screw-up who was late today, Alex Toledo, live from the Vegas Summer League. What's up, guys? Woohoo! Alex is our Las Vegas NBA Summer League correspondent. So is Nikias. But Nikias doesn't like us anymore, so he doesn't answer our phone calls. Alex, you just muted your mic. Alex has had his mic muted. He's just are you are you toggling mute and unmute? You're playing with the new Zoom interface that we're using yep. to record. Yep. We are now cleaner and better than ever for you, the people, the audience. And I will take this moment to introduce the Five Reasons Podcast Network. It is a re- it is a network that we are a part of. It is the umbrella mothership to everything Miami sports by Miami for Miami. Check out all of our podcasts on Five Reasons Sports from. The newest, The Fish Tank, following O.J. McDuffie, former Dolphin, uh, telling stories from his past and present. You have The Balls Cast, which is kind of a Miami pop culture show. You have Pitch Invasion, now that the World Cup's going on, hosted by Chris Whittingham. There's tons of stuff. And, of course, the flagship Five Reasons Sports Podcast with Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. So, gentlemen, the offseason is among us. We're moving and grooving, and by moving and grooving, I mean nothing has happened except a bunch of rumors. But today, Adrian Wojnarowski gave us a morsel. He chummed the ocean. He chummed the Twitter ocean with a kind of like little Woj bomb. It's not like a big Woj bomb. It's like a little Woj bomb. And uh, apparently, Carmelo Anthony may be on the move. Uh, Miami and Houston are among the 
discuss ease in wanting Mello. Uh, Pat Riley was seen with uh, Sam Presti. Thunder President. Yeah, Sam Presti. So that was going on during the Vegas Summer League. Alex was here to report that live, right, Alex? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, so that, insiders, move over Lefty Leif. So, guys, so I guess Leif, I want, <laughs> Leif, I want to start with you. Um, so we have like this mellow transaction, right? And it's like, I think everyone's a little unclear as to what's going on. So Woj is reporting that Mello requested the Thunder if he could meet with both the Heat and the Rockets because he has a no trade clause. So are, are, is he getting traded to the Heat or are they trying to dump him somewhere like Atlanta, then they buy him out and then he come here, Houston? Like what's going on, Leif? It sounds like it's the latter. It sounds like from, from Woj's report, they would trade him to a team that has some space, if not, I don't think a team has all the space to absorb his salary, but they can definitely absorb a lot of it. And uh, at that point, it would be done with Mello waving his no trade clause, knowing that he would be getting waived. And then he was meeting with Houston and Miami so that basically each of those franchises, I guess, could pitch him. Uh, and those pitches would be what would, um, you know, incentivize him to waive his no trade clause and go through with that. So I think that that's kind of where we're at. And we'll see him get traded to some team that has some sort of space, whether it's Brooklyn or Sacramento, uh, Atlanta. Uh, I think Chicago, does Chicago have any more space? Probably not. Um, so, you know, one of those teams and then he'll get waived and then it's basically on to Houston or Miami. Um, which, you know, initially, like everybody, Mark Stein, Jared Dudley, uh, every national writer you could find was saying it was Houston, Houston, Houston. But the more you look at it in terms of the role and, uh, and what we have to offer, I mean, maybe he would consider coming. And I don't know, can we resuscitate this whale? Because it's like washed up on the beach, word to crab smut peddler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read that, um, I think, was it Eric Spolcher's guaranteeing a starting power forward spot? if Melo does come and that if Houston was able to get Carmelo, he'd be coming off the bench Lee in your second unit. Where's that from? The Joe Joe Johnson move. Uh, I had to find the source of that, but it was a, it was a verified account. So that that helps. Okay. So I have a couple questions about this. What is the point of getting Melo just off of him getting waived? I thought the point of getting him was for the cap space that you get in a year for him as an expiring deal. Well, I think that the Heat initially probably approached Oklahoma City and said, you know, that gigantic salary, if you want to move it, we're happy to take it from you. We'll send you back a couple guys that fit roles that will, you know, kind of fit around Russ and PG. And obviously that doesn't lower the tax bill. So it doesn't accomplish the goal that OKC is looking out for. So, um I mean, basically, the, what it does for the Heat is that it gives us a primary scoring option, and uh, and somehow because they'll send him to a team that can absorb his salary, it lowers their tax bill. I think the main thing for my like, I think we have to look at this from the perspective of the Heat organization. Like us as fans, like I think right now, are we're like very set on like nothing's gonna happen. Let's like move on for like the whale or whatever, like the next big summer that they're going to have. I think Miami might be approaching this, like the organization as we want to be competitive during this time. And our biggest need last season was a wing score. Like, and it was so clear. I, I think Dwayne kind of helped that toward the end, but it still was like, they did not have a go-to score at all, especially from the perimeter. So I think they look at the mellow, maybe on a one year while he's still collecting that buyout money. Uh, to get him here on a cheap salary, play with Dwayne Wade, his buddy. Uh, Can't maybe forget the jersey like, sales. 
the jersey sales. Uh, he culture his ass up, right? You know, um, and then uh, so he can approach next summer where teams will have maybe some more money that he can he can get one last contract. So that's I kind of look at it like that for them. Uh, Alex, what were you gonna say? Okay, so if the Heat get mellow and you're promising him this prominent role as a starting four or whatever it is, and I understand the need for a wing scorer, that's fine. The problem is the roster construction. It's already difficult enough as it is to get rid of these big deals. And if you're not doing it in a trade for Melo, not only are you still keeping these contracts on there, but now it's getting in the way of other guys playing time, specifically on the big man rotation that was already jammed up last year. And like, we're here talking about getting minutes for Derek Jones Jr. But like, that's not going to happen before this whole Melo thing. I don't know if it doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense if you're not doing it as a trade. I mean, that, that, that's definitely a good point. I, I think that part of it is that, uh, the minutes and the role that, that Carmelo would be playing kind of eats into what James Johnson would be doing if I'm looking at it that way. Not necessarily, um, you know, because, you know, J.J. is more of a defender and things like that. He does different things on the floor. But I think he would be playing um, a lot. And, and really, you're right in that the minutes that would be sacrificed is BAM minutes. It could be Olenek minutes, depending mm-hmm. on – I mean, maybe it's Hassan that gets buried I at the end of I think it's justice minutes. Um, but Don't justice, you dare. I mean – it could be, I mean, because you basically have to keep him at the three for the most part or shift him to the one. But when you look at the backcourt and you have Tyler Johnson and Deion Waiters and Wade and Ellington and McGruder, um, according to Ira, Derek Jones Jr. is a guard somehow. <laughs> um, you basically, you do have a gigantic log jam. So, I mean, that is one of the big question marks around this. And one of the more interesting points from my perspective is, yeah, mellow coming, cool, that's fun. It'll probably be an interesting season. Maybe he'll, you know, load up and score and and we can, you know, make some kind of run in the Eastern Conference that is interesting. But more, I think it points to that they got to they they can't compound the glut on the roster. I just Leif, like and Alex has kind of talked me out of it. Like I think earlier in the day I thought it was a really good move for them because of their need of score, but Alex is right. Like they need a score at like a small forward position. And I don't want, like, I guess I'm okay with JJ minutes going away, but then you kind of have to look at how you're getting affected defensively because we know that Kelly is not a world stopper on that end. So like it it kind of like, you kind of have to be careful. I think that they most need a a score at like small forward. Right. And you're kind of hoping that Jay Rich takes a step that justice takes a step as scorers, as guys who can create all that stuff. But I don't know, man. Now I'm I'm a little I'm a little more hesitant than before. Alex has kind of talked me back a bit. Yeah, plus it doesn't even factor in like the return of Dwayne Wade and Wayne Ellington coming back in free agency. And Dion. And yeah, Dion. And too. Dion. Yeah, which they kind of got to get Dion back on the floor so that they can prove he has any level of value at all. So um you can expect him to have a role. They may have to feature Tyler at backup point guard because there's just no two guard minutes to give him. And then we're talking about Wayne Ellington coming back on whatever number he comes back as the third string shooting guard Leif, is basically. Leif, think about what you just said. If Dion comes back and if he's if he's good, if he's decent, we assume he's going to be playing the bulk of those two guard minutes. If Dwayne Wade comes back, we know how Spolster and him are, how much he's going to play. We know that Goran's going to eat up the point guard minutes. Your two highest paid players in Tyler Johnson and Hassan Whiteside are probably not going to be on the floor for the majority of the game. Especially in the fourth quarter. Not to mention that we're talking about taking away minutes from JJ, who's going to be making, what, 13, 14 mil next season? Like, Talking about Dion on the bench making 12 mil. We don't know how much he's going to get a a playmaking role if he's going to start. We have no idea where any of this is. 
Is it going to end Not up? to mention Winslow has an extension coming up before the season starts. They oh, got to no. get on that. I, I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole and it totally – I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But no, I, I mean I, – but it, it signals that they need to make more moves. And, and to me, that's a, as a fan, I, that's positive to me because it, it kind of shows that there's more that's coming just because it's out of necessity to some degree. I mean, I guess that they have enough roster spots to bring the same exact team back. But you'd have guys that, that really you relied upon last year or you were planning on relying upon that are like literally third string options when you look at the depth chart. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely questions. Don't sleep on Duncan Robinson, though. That guy, that guy can shoot, man. That guy. And like, I, I tweeted about this earlier. So Duncan Robinson, Miami's latest little prospect. Uh, he was undrafted, correct? Yep. Undrafted yep. out of Michigan. He, he transferred to Michigan as a division three prospect. So D three prospect. And Miami added him to the summer league team and they signed him to a, 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 a two way deal, correct? Yeah. They almost traded into the second round for him, didn't they? Yep. Well, according to life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the guy that they had their eye on. They just were hoping that he would go undrafted, and then he did. And then, like, literally, I think that same night, if not the next morning, yep. the news dropped that he was already coming to camp. So, like, that was done the minute the draft ended. Yeah. But that's the guy they were targeting with some of those late picks that they were looking at. They liked him. They worked him out. Um, and, uh, you know, they see him as one of those stretch players, and he was doing some – he was playing Ray Allen on that, you know, that one – play where you kind of flare out and shoot the three yeah. um, Alex Pius would see? be more eloquently describe it but Alex 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 was there Alex has been at the summer league he's been covering the heat in the Vegas summer league Alex tell us what you've seen from him so I I was kind of skeptical about it because you know the white guy who can shoot <laughs> like yeah that's fine he can shoot but can he stay on the floor on defense does he make the right decisions blah 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 and what I've noticed about him that like stands out from like the other uh, young shooters that the Heat got into the summer league teams, like uh, what's his name, Andre Dawkins, and the dude from last year from uh, UCF, uh, Matt Williams. Matt Williams, yeah, yeah Matt Williams, um, my boy. Duncan Duncan Robinson is a better decision maker. Like he he knows when to shoot, when to pass. He's really good at screening. Uh, he doesn't get destroyed on defense, and he's got size. And he's not. He's he's kind of athletic, sneaky athletic. <laughs> That's why they got to get him in the weight room. I mean, he has the the frame to put on the kind of, um, you know, like physique where he can actually be uh, physical enough to be a capable defender, capable rebounder. Um, and yeah, he's got skills. I I mean, I think it's a good addition. And you guys, I, I think they're going to leave the other two way spot open and they're going to leave that flexibility open to try to see what may pop later. Yeah, they might get like Derek Jones. That's another guy at power forward that is going to be like t- demanding minutes. Like if he's like, if let's say they don't keep Wayne Ellington and this guy can, can shoot at an NBA level like that. It's just, they're so jammed and it's a kind of a good problem to have. Like they have a bunch of like rotation players. Like not every team can say that. Like it was very clear that Cleveland did not have enough rotation players. Right. And like, you know, th- that happens a lot, even to good teams. So like, I mean, it's not like a horrible position. It's just, it's not the they're, they're not uh, it's not a very evenly distributed. Roster. I mean, I think it's, for them, the thing that makes the most sense is sending Derek Jones Jr., uh, Duncan Robinson, and Derek Waltz, and all of them getting playing time in the G League because they're not going to have time. There's not there's the roster doesn't make sense for them to get any type of playing time. Yeah, but Derek Jones Jr. signed a guaranteed contract, so he'll be one of the fifty. I don't think he can become he can't be converted to a two way deal anymore. If no. I'm understanding that correctly, so he'll he'll be on the 15 man roster. How about G League yeah, he can still go to G League, just like Josh Richardson was in a G League for the first half of the season. Is Ricky oh, that's Smith. right. That's right. That's right. So 
So I, we don't talk about how much that helped Jay Rich because when he was, I've, I think when he first played, like it was clear that he had ability, but if he was just way too raw. And when he came back from the G League, he was a rotation player, a very helpful, good player on a playoff team that was a game away from the conference finals. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that maybe fans will hear like, oh, sending him to the G League for the first half of the season. Oh, my God, what garbage. No. Isn't that, that where he sharpened be- his three, too? Because like, I remember before that, when they first yeah. got him on the summer league team, he would only take mm-hmm. mid-range jumpers. Yep. And it's just, it's just a really good tool for them to have. And they've been good at it. I mean, Hassan was not their G. It wasn't at their affiliate, but they got him from the G League. Tyler he played two games of the of the Shoe Falls Sky Force before they were like, yeah, he's too good. We gotta uh, pick him up. Hassan, yeah, <laughs> get over here. What was the other team that was thinking about placing a waiver on him? Lathan? Hassan, yeah, was there was there was, was another team. Was it Memphis? He was on Memphis. Yeah, Memphis was the team that that picked him up and then cut him a couple days later, and then we like scooped him up immediately afterwards because we just had to have him. Um, but uh, <laughs> Lay, you're forgetting how much fun it was. <laughs> no, that's true. Initially, we felt like we found the next great. You don't venue. remember us yelling at Spolster? You gotta play us on. Yeah. And Dan you was poo-pooing it on the show. And we were thirty six. Like, how how could he do that? He's so good. He's still in the stat sheet. Those per 36, that was like basketball well, reference. Hassan Whiteside per 36 minutes was like everyone's bookmark. He was Will Chamberlain per 36. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how times have changed. Yeah. But So what do you guys think about Spo being the advocate for Melo? Because it's funny because generally speaking, I feel like the, the analytic Twitter folks or the, the analytic fan that would side with Spo on most things would be like anti-Melo. It doesn't make sense. It's not a good basketball move. But yet Woj is reporting that Spo is the, is the main advocate for this. Like, what do you guys think about, like, what is his vision for, for Melo there? Or is this literally just desperation? I have a theory. <laughs> Do you think that it's him trying to do right by Dwayne to get his friend there? That is very interesting. It's an interesting theory. Does, As you said. Does he have a decision really about Melo? Low risk contract. And I also think that like my, I think that Spolster feels like he can rehab anyone. I mean, like they, I mean, I, I, I don't, I would not be surprised if he had an ego. I mean, look what they turned Wayne Ellington into. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, does he expect that he's going to get in shape? Melo, Melo, who's willing to work in the system. I mean, I mean th- let's look at Dion Waiters. I mean, they had Dion Waiters being king of the NBA, hitting game winners on the against the Warriors and the Celtics, like the powerhouses of the league. At the, like, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Spolster has a little ego to him, and also doing right by Dwayne, like kind of as a and the uh, organization with the jersey sales. And <laughs> yo, Alex is so woke on the jersey sale. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, they will sell a guys. lot of damn jerseys. There'll be a lot of Wade and Carmelo Anthony jerseys. How, okay. jerseys How, the first game winner Melo hits, they're going to throw that on a moment shirt. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's going to be I'll, so I'll be wearing sad. It, I'll be wearing it next month. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> the next month. That's um, funny. But I, I think it's interesting, though, because uh, weren't the Heat really interested in getting Carmelo right after LeBron left in 20, was it 2014? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they would have jumped but right But we still on believed that. in him then. There we was no late. way we were going to beat the Knicks offer. Yo, he got yeah. like 62 mil up front, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. No, he, he got paid, so that, that wasn't going to happen. But, you know, like, the other thing with Spo is, um, is you just think about uh, – I totally lost my train. I thought you're going to have to edit this well, shit no, out. Well, no, hold on. But, but, I want to leave that so the audience can know that we're about the commitment to normal podcasting. Um, no, but you know what's funny? That we have not, we, we haven't been on since uh, the news about Boogie Cousins broke. 
That was a guy that allegedly had no offers, including from the Heat. Mm. Why are we going? Don't we gave him the mid level. There were some stories that came out after the original story about him having no offers. About uh, you know, LA had the opportunity to get him for the same price and same years that uh, the Warriors got him at, and that the Pelicans had originally offered him two years forty, but that they were kind of going back and forth on it. That was before the season. That uh, two year forty. Yeah. So he had money. Yeah. He had chances to make money. He just wants to get the ring real quick. I think no. it makes a lot of sense. Makes sense for him. No, I, I, I didn't know that, that that news had broken. I was wondering if you, how you guys felt about Miami not not taking a chance on that. I mean, like, because I mean, if they're gonna take a chance on Melo, you might as well have taken the chance on Boogie. It's true, oh, no but doubt. also Miami doesn't. Miami, I think the big thing for LA why they didn't get him is because they didn't want him. Um, they wanted him to come in like pretty much rather training camp. They didn't want to waste a roster spot and have him come in midway through the season. You can't take away minutes Yo. from Javale. That's no, but hold on, wait a second. That part's funny because that tells me that the Lakers don't think that team is as good as like most people think. Like, I've people made fun of me on Twitter because I asked the question, "Is this a playoff team?" Right? Mm-hmm. And Leif and I were talking before the show how like it's just such a weird roster and like nothing's happened since. And LeBron James played all eighty-two last year in the Eastern Conference and won fifty games. They are the, the LA Cavs. The, the eighth seed in the West won 47 games. That's true. We think LeBron's going to play all 82 again? Like, that Laker team like is that. not that. Like, I don't. Like, Kevin Love is better than any of those Lakers. You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's such a surefire, like, playoff spot. No, that, I mean, it could go totally, completely sideways. I mean, if you look at that roster, they're building it differently because they want playmakers around LeBron and they're talking about putting LeBron in the post and, and they want, you know, these guys that are like dogs that aren't afraid of the Warriors, not going to be intimidated. Like basically saying that the surrounding him with shooters way is not going to work. We've, we're not going to out warrior the Warriors. So let's come. They literally just got no shooters. I guess. Mo Wagner though. They got no shooters and we're like, we're going to anti modern shooters. Just, Who's the Kuzma's, Kuzma's good. They've got Kuzma. They've got Josh they got Hart, Kuzma. KCP. That's about Josh it. Hart and Ingram. Yo, Josh Hart can shoot. Like the Warriors aren't going to play Josh Hart off the floor. They're not getting anywhere near the Warriors. They just need to get to six seed so they can avoid Houston and Golden State. <laughs> Yo, what kind of world are we living in? The LeBron's like, I just need to get the six. This seed. is great for the NBA. We need to dismantle conferences immediately because I don't want to watch this. All right. I don't want to watch Nobody. LeBron get eliminated in the first round. Or maybe I do, but... Well, hold on, wait a second. Would you rather LeBron get eliminated in the first round, or would you rather him not make the playoffs? Because I think both have very valid first funny round. parts to wait, first weren't round. We all, wait, weren't we all rooting for him to lose in Game 7 against Indiana? Yeah, that's so funny. No, I mean, like... It's the Cleveland thing. It was the Cleveland thing, but now, it, like, I think the Lakers is just worse. Not because I hate the Lakers, just because, like, it's so lame. It's like, dude didn't even try to, like, beat the Warriors. He's just like, eh. Like, like, it's just, oh, God. It's so I cool. think they end up trading for Damian Lillard. I'm going to go on record with Brad. I think they go, they get Bradley Beal. That's the name that they get out of nowhere. A surprise pickup. I mean, that's still not enough to, like, yeah. maybe that'll get you the sixth seed that second Alex round. is on. <laughs> second round. LeBron, this LeBron, second round appearance. You'll get away with it too. You know, they'll be like, oh, he did his team. They didn't have enough to be used. He's Teflon, dude. I can't believe he did that again. <laughs> so how funny is it that, that we entered the summer worried so much about Hassan being moved and when was, when is that going to happen and who's he being traded to? And, uh, 
now we're at the point where Tyler is more movable and there's more teams calling the heat about Tyler than there was Hassan. I don't believe that, though. No, I'm telling you that there's more teams calling. There's at least three that I've heard of that are calling on Tyler and having discussions uh, and, and whispers, nothing, just crickets when it comes to Hassan. The heat, but hold on. But late, part of that is the heat's doing. Like part of, like, I don't think it's been any kind of secret. Like we all know, if we all know that the heat are sick of Hassan, other GMs know the heat are sick of Hassan. And if other GMs know that the Heat are sick of Hassan, the Heat, right? This model, like, and I like to think that other organizations respect them. I think that they've earned that from other, from other general, especially Pat among other general managers and Spolstra from other, like, they have some, like, form of respect. And if they're sick of him, you think they want him? So part of that has been their doing and their leaks and their mouthpieces talking bad about certain players. So it's kind of their fault to an extent. Like, obviously, it's not their fault. that You know, they can't do anything when Hassan goes publicly and starts complaining about minutes and that playoff performance was just abysmal, like, to the eye. Like, maybe it wasn't a – maybe if you really, like, crunched the numbers, it wasn't so bad, but just, like, the optics of what happened were just terrible. You, you wonder if not being able to move Hassan factored into why you didn't go after Boogie because you knew that you were just going to have this completely dysfunctional oh, situation awesome. on the horizon. <laughs> hold on. I feel like if you were to do that, if you were to make that Boogie move, you could then go ahead and – logically sell Hassan for pennies like Pat has been reluctant to do, uh, you know, the, the Portland trade, that type of trade where you get back to like mediocre assets like Mo Harkless and Aminu or whatever it is, Myers Leonard. Only one move all summer sounded like it could have materialized where Hassan would have moved. And unfortunately the Dwight Howard signing in Washington ruined it all. Mm. And we so, have been saying so it. So close. We, and, and that makes so much more sense for them. It's because Dwight's just better. Dwight's still better. I have a take about that. Let's go. Dwight Howard to the Wizards, along with their other moves to, <laughs> to fix team chemistry by adding Austin Rivers and Jeff Green and Dwight Howard. <laughs> it's going to mess up the locker room, and that team is going to get broken up, and one of them is going to come to Miami. No, Bradley Beal's going to Lakers. Leif Lakers. Already John Wall's in Miami. John Wall's always in Miami. Hey, maybe they'll keep Beal. And then John Wall, I think he's eligible to be traded later this month. So maybe then we'll get our whale then. Take the, half the cap. He won't be a dead whale that we need to resuscitate, but he'll surely be an expensive-ass whale. Well, I, you know, I've, and speaking of expensive-ass whales um, and other superstar tradings, I've, I've read, I read a rumor. Uh, I don't know if it was a score or Bleacher Report or somebody, but um, Kawhi maybe to the Raptors? That's really interesting. That's I like that. that would be I like that a lot. Chris Haynes reported that the only team that he would consider re-signing in the Eastern Conference is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, but hold on. Wait a second. If you're Toronto, right? Like, this is your era of basketball. Like, it's not going to get much better than this for a long time. <laughs> That's true. Let's just say, fuck it. Kawhi, let's just make a run. You can leave after. Like, they have to, like, they have to reset anyway. Like, they're going to have to hit the reset button. So you might as well, like, give away DeRozan, right? And if Kawhi leaves, fine. You have your picks and you're back. What if Kawhi wants to play with DeRozan? He's, that's another L.A. guy. Then you give him Lowry. Like, the Spurs will take one of them. Will that be I don't the think the Spurs offer, would be though? opposed to either, huh? Would that be one of their best offers, though? Lowry and, you know, Pirtle, whoever else Dragon they offer. I, mean, I, think, I think teams are just scared of pulling the trigger because Kawhi may leave. But if, if Toronto... Like if Toronto's like fuck it, like let this is our chance, like let's go all in. Like this is this is not this is a good team. Kawhi Leonard is just an uh, is a massive upgrade 
He's probably twice. And LeBron the isn't in the East anymore. Like, let's, let's go! Come on, poor Dwayne Casey couldn't have waited it out. <laughs> Why they fire him again? Because they have. Because you know how that works when you lose enough times. They that was such an embarrassing loss. Somebody, somebody had to face. lose their job. You know, somebody had to lose their job after losing. I wanted to call out. him racist, but then I remember Masai Ujiri's on. <laughs> <laughs> um. That was that was such an embarrassing performance that somebody had to get fired. And just, I'm glad he won Coach of the Year because it's funny. Just for the petty, yeah, yeah, just for the petty. Because it was funny. Hey, Giancarlo. Yes. Why'd you call me Giancarlo? Are the Raptors a Tyler Johnson away? <laughs> no. Oh, well, if they have Kawhi, maybe. <laughs> like, hold on. Like, this better. is not so. Wait a second. This is not so crazy. Like, if if the Raptors get Kawhi and they just start becoming an asset acquiring mode. It's like taking like a bunch of really big contracts and then that they're all going to expire soon anyway. So they're going to have cap and they're going to have picks. It's not like a crazy thing. Like that's probably not going to happen, but it's not, you know, there's been, there's been dumber shit thrown out there. Ellington. Can you believe Sacramento was going to give Tyler Johnson even more money than we ended up giving him? <laughs> like, like they're destined to have him eventually. Pablo said like, on Libertad, right? It was yesterday. Yeah. He told him no. And Tyler's like, nah, that's okay. Brooklyn. I don't know. He's I from Cali too. That's the other. That's the other. That told it as no. Yeah, he went to Fresno State, which is the same same university I think Kawhi went to, or no, San Diego State is where he went. To. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know, man. I just don't see anything like really like. I don't really think the mellow thing's happening. Like it just. I know Leif has been saying that like Houston's like by far and away the leader, and like. Yeah, I mean, we can kind of talk ourselves into mellow coming here to like rehab his like image and game or whatever, but I think just being on a contender is so much better. And Chris Paul's his buddy. Like, I don't know, though. I mean, him and Dan Tony did not get along. I, th- I thought I saw Oh, I totally forgot that he coached them. That, like, Dan Tony said that he literally, like, left there because of Carmelo. He'll, he would have to come off the bench. He's going to be the third option or the fourth option, depending what on – Would he come off the bench? Yeah. That's what, that's what the, the writers in Houston, the, the beat writers, are saying that that's what they're pitching to him, to lead the second unit as the primary scoring option. But you don't and think he calls Dwayne? And, like, Dwayne seems like a good guy. Like, I'm sure that they're all talking to each other, and Dwayne's like, ah, it's not so bad. Uh, I don't know. I may, I think he may also say, like, come down here, enjoy the fun, the sun, and take shots and start. And, you know, if you commit to st- staying in shape, because this – and when I lost my train of thought earlier, this is where I was going. Do you think that Spo would, like, be such an advocate of this? Maybe it has to do with that Carmelo committed to, like – buying into the strength and conditioning program for a year. And if Dwayne says, maybe he says, that's not it, like, that's, it's not so bad. Buy into it for one year. And if you get a motivated guy who wants to get one last deal, maybe he averages 25 a game. I, I don't no. know. Am, am I hope trafficking? Uh, a little bit. I don't think, I think that like, if you get 15 out of Carmelo a game on like, you know, decent percentages, uh, I think, I think you're doing good. I think and that's playable defensively. Goal. I honestly think that Hassan's a pairing with him that'll help because they'll probably, you know, like can't Hassan's- you hide him? Justice, J. Rich, Bam, uh, exactly. Hassan, if he's there, I feel he's like not. He's not very Magruder. Hide him behind Magruder, baby. Oh, I forgot. That's another guy that we forgot about in the rotation. And he's Magruder. gonna play. Like people, people forget. Like his ass is going to find his way onto the court for minutes. Like he's one of them guys. He's gonna be like diving underneath the bench yeah. chairs. Like he's getting in the game. So him and Tyler are out minutes for him to so more balls. for the log jam. They're tr- him and Tyler are gonna be competing to play so much that they're just gonna get hurt diving into the stands. 
who can get hurt more. And the title are like two dogs, like on the leash, like barking, like waiting to get on there, waiting to come at you. Waiting for their 12 minutes a game. <laughs> what the Derek Walton Make yourself while you will like, wolf. Dog. Yo. It's, um, it's funny because like, I think we've gotten to the point that like, we're just like, we're just trying to have fun, but. Do we need content so bad? I just want Mel being traded here just so we have another week to talk about something. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm fine with them running it back next year like this. Like, I, I at this point, like, I on it, like, if they can't just, like, and I'm scared that Pastor's going to jump at the first deal that he can get. But at this point, like, if you don't get anything good, just stay on to those contracts. Let Tyler and TJ expire. Maybe next season you can get something for huge expirings. But why and, would you? Why would Wayne and Dwayne be waiting? Like, why? Why, why are those situations not firmed up? I feel like I don't know why Wayne because that no was wouldn't have found a spot to get a job, at least a one-year deal. The Lakers. So, so the Heat had to have said to him, "Listen, you can take a one-year deal elsewhere, or you can wait. You can get a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal, maybe a four-year deal." According <laughs> to Twitter, <laughs> but. but you know, like maybe like why else would you be waiting around? And then you don't hear a peep out of Dwayne Wade. You don't hear anything, no speculation, no rumors, nothing. And um, it's just the situation where you feel like, why are those moves being waited on? So it tells me that they're still working on stuff. So all hope is not lost. Alex, Brian, what are you here at Summer League? You've been around all the executives. And by around, it's more like 15 feet away from me just staring at them, trying to get, trying to get some sources. Nothing. Enough to eavesdrop. What are you hearing? Well, first of all, Derek Jones Jr. walked by me when I was sitting at the game today, and he seemed to be walking okay. So I'm reporting right now that he'll be all right. Will he play tomorrow? I doubt it. Okay. Six to eight days, baby. It was really fun watching us uh, humiliate Grayson Allen, though. Yeah. Didn't you see uh, De'Aaron Fox sitting next to Bam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put that up on the, on the Heapy Twitter account. Those guys are connected, man. That's future Heat legend De'Aaron Fox, by the way. Get that, get that right. Recruiting season. Recruiting season. But Chris Paul, two seats down from them, by the way. Ooh. That, look at that. Look at that. The Not young recruiting game. season. We haven't talked about Bam a lot. Uh, bro, hold on. Let, let's, let's, let's get organized for a second. Brian, do we have a five reasons promo to play? Yes, we do. Hey, this is Seth Levitt, and I am here with two-time Miami Dolphins team MVP. Seth, 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 man. They already know this is OJ McDuffie. Why don't you tell them what we're really here for? We're excited to join the crew at the Five Reasons Sports Network to bring you our new podcast, The Fish Tank, Dolphins Tales from the Deep. OJ, tell them what they can expect when they dive in. Yeah, Big Seth, we've got some of your favorite all-time Dolphin players in the tank sharing some of the best stories that you've never heard. So it looks like Sasquatch because he's <laughs> is chasing me because you, you know Izzo with his clothes on. He's so hairy, that guy. <laughs> Why are you looking so, at me like I know yeah. Lizzo with his no, clothes off? Seth with his clothes off. <laughs> so make sure you find the fish tank on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or if you're one of those Android people, Google Play Music, or on several cross-platform apps, including Podbean and Stitcher. Thanks for diving in. We got OJ McDuffie on the network, dude. We got athletes. We got professionals. We out here. Brian, do you got another one? Hey, this is Gary and Thorne, host of the Fantasy on 5 podcast, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network, letting you know that your fantasy football needs are covered this season. My co-host David Ganos and I will be leading you hand-in-hand through your draft and right up to Championship Sunday, offering our insight into the world of fantasy football. We'll also be inviting some of our friends from Sports Illustrated, Yahoo, and DraftKings. 
Look for us Tuesdays and Thursdays starting in July, wherever you currently listen to your favorite Five Reasons Network podcasts. All right, so we'll continue on to Bam Adebayo talk. Alex, you've been out there, Summer League, you've been watching, keeping a close eye. What can you tell us about Bam? Because I saw the first game and uh, in Sacramento, and they really, really, really let him do whatever he wanted with the ball. I know that has not been the case so far in Summer League, but I, I liked what I was seeing. He's still very raw, but I think there's clearly So I haven't seen as much as that as far as ball handling goes, as, uh, like they were doing in Sacramento, but he's, he's gone back a lot to the screening and rolling. And he looks huge. He looks like he put on some weight, and he's kind of athletically dominant. He's in that point. He looks like the second-year player who's just on another level athletically than everybody else on the floor. And I'm pretty excited. Did he go like 14 to 16 from the free throw line today? Yep. Yep. Getting to the rim. It's a good sign. 14 to 16. I, wasn't he a bad free throw shooter before too? He was not good. Uh, no, he was okay. But right now, he's, I, I was doing some research. He's shooting 78% right now from the free throw line. In Vegas um, or overall? 30, in Vegas, 33 attempts right now. Wow. Good. And, and the fact that he's getting the attempts. I know it's summer league, but that's, that's still pretty big. Um, I also like Rashad Vaughn. Bam was a 72% free throw shooter last year. Duncan Robinson's shooting over 50% from three. I low-key would rather have Rashad Vaughn on this roster than Derek Walton. Really? Ooh. Derek Walton has not had, had a good summer league. I do not think that he's locked up. Uh, you know, they, like, extended that qualifying offer, and they could give him the Derek Jones deal, and they are not giving him the Derek Jones deal. <laughs> so I, I feel like uh, he could end up – not even making the team. I mean, initially I kind of thought that he could be squeezed in, but when you look at the backcourt, I, I just don't know how viable it is. And they're going to keep a two way spot open for somebody else. I think anyway, for sure. the only position of need player that they got has been uh, Jones jr. That's it. True. Yeah. We need to, we need the position that they, and it's like justice maybe can be that guy that takes up the bulk of those minutes. I don't know how, hopefully man, he really turned a corner last year. Second half of the year when Dwayne came back and in the playoffs, legit force. Like, he was good. And if he can be that, like, if he can be more of a scorer, and I know that he's getting there little by little, that's, that's going to be so tremendous because they were so thin there. So thin there. And that's going to open everything up. So it's going to be weird with him coming off the bench. We kind of want him in the role of, you know, setting up the offense and all of that. But if we're getting uh, Dion and Dwayne back, how is that going to work? Nobody has absolutely any idea how it's going to work. But like, that's, like they have that's why Spo gets paid the big bucks, man. I'm guessing Dion starts. I guess since he uh, since he had the previous, uh, you know, the success with Goran and then uh, Dion. I mean, uh, Dwayne and Justice have worked well together before. We all know how this is going to go. At the end of the game, it's going to be Dwayne and Dion taking turns chugging shots. And Mello, and Mello, and Mello, don't and Mello. step back Jays all day. With Hassan pouting on the bench. That fourth quarter lineup of Goran, Dwayne, Mello, Dion, and like Kelly. Let's go. Yeah, what's like the... Or JJ, I'm sorry, JJ. Uh, they, they need some defense. Save a spot for Beasley. What's the most reckless five they can put together if they get Carmelo? Like Hassan, the- JJ, Carmelo, Dion, Tyler. <laughs> nah, I like Mello at the five. <laughs> Put him on the slowest guy. Yo, I would love Mello at the five just to see how it would go. <laughs> Jab set for oh. eight. What, what, what position did he play? The death lineup. What, what position did he <laughs> Death for who? <laughs> the death. For us. For us. <laughs> I can't wait for Mello to jab step the shot clock into like a violation. 
goes up the side of the shot clock. Yeah, you know how like the uh, the the the, 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 dead quiet. the Warriors call their line <laughs> instead of the death lineup. The Warriors call their lineup something like wherever the hell it was where they had the five. Had the five. So if Mello comes, then we what are we going to call them? The Vegas Five because we went to Vegas to meet with Mello. I mean, I don't know, man. I think the Hampton Five is lame for one, and I am a proponent of the death lineup. I don't know why. They had a cool name. It was the death lineup. It was warranted because they are the death lineup, and then they, they changed it to a dumbass Hampton Five, which no one understand how you go from I don't know how you understand how you go from Harrison Barnes to KD, and that somehow takes away the death. Exactly. Harrison Barnes used to be in the death lineup, and now it's Kevin freaking Durant. Get the fuck out of here. Harrison Barnes, heat free agent target 2020, baby. Yeah. No, half the cap, <laughs> half the cap, super max for 31 mil, four years. We're locked in for four years so we can have cap space for Harrison Barnes. That six, he's going to be sweet. Hawks, God, be- Hawks life. I was, to- I was about to say, we're going to be the fucking Hawks. <laughs> nah, man, it's not such a bad situation. It's not. They're going to have a bunch of cap in a couple years. Tyler's going to be out of our lives. Brian, you have a promo yet? Miami Heat Beat brought to you by Miss Inc. Go to miss-inc.com. That's 305-537-6465. Missinc.com. Social media problem solvers. They do social media marketing and content writing. Been in business since January of 2008. That was during the Heat's terrific 15-win season. They believe in personal customized approach to marketing. And as such, they only represent businesses that are serious about taking their visibility to the next level. Social media marketing requires much more than just a blog or profiles on websites like Facebook and Twitter. It takes smart strategy and a daily interactive focus. That's why the Five Reasons Sports Network is working with Miss Inc. They don't believe in cookie cutter strategies or unboxing your business in with others in your industry. Here's where you go. MissInc.com. Again, it's MissInc.com or call 305-537-6465. Listen, make no mistake. The Miami Heat are winning a championship before the Philadelphia 76ers will. Let's go! Oh, can I tell my car accident story? Okay, gentlemen. On the eve of the 3rd of July, I'm driving from Brickell back to Kendall. I'm flying to LA the next day for the 4th of July weekend. As I'm driving, I'm changing lanes. There's a car in front of me, and they're going way too slow. As I'm changing lanes to get out of the way, I hit them from behind. I rear-end the guy. Uh, I wasn't going that fast. Uh, I, I, I get out of the car. The guy gets out. He looks at me. He's like, did you fucking see me? I go, I am so sorry. It is, mind you, it's 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 a.m. on Sunset Drive in Kendall. There's nobody around there. It's pretty fucking dead. Uh, I tell him, hey, let's get out of the street. There was, we were right next to a shopping center. I go, let's pull into the shopping center to, um, to, to, to deal with this. So we pull in. I go, hey, listen, man. I hit you. Give him the hands. Huh? <laughs> if I had Alpha, I would have. Um, I told him. I go, hey, man, listen. I hit you. It's my fault. I take full responsibility. I don't know what your insurance situation is like. If you want to call the cops, if you don't want to call the cops, you let me know. Uh, you know. We'll work this out. You know, I want to be nice. It's my fault. And the guy tells me, yeah, whatever, whatever works for you. He had a brand new car. It was like a 2018 Honda Honda Accord, or 2017. It was like a, it was practically a new car. Um, and I go, well, I mean, if we don't have to call the cops, that'd be better. You know, I don't want to go through the insurance if we don't have to because it was only the bumper that I had that I had hit. Uh, so as a, he's like, yeah, let me just get a picture of your license and stuff like that, and so we'll communicate and let's change numbers. So I go over to his car, and this is where the story gets nuts. So I go over to his car, 
to check, you know, the damages on the bumper. And as I, as I looked, as I look up from the bumper, I see in the back seat, he has a Chucky doll and a bride of Chucky doll buckled in (laughs) and they're big ass dolls. They're not like little, they're like the size from the movie. Dog, you got to run. Dog. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm in a parking lot. There's no other cars. There's literally no one around me. If he fucking shanks me, I'm alone. Like, there's nobody there to help me. He's going to blame it on Chucky. Yeah, you almost got and, chopped up. Dude, so I look. He clearly sees plan. that I saw what was in his backseat. And then he offers me a Frappuccino. Then no, he pulls out me. of his car. He's like, do you want a coffee? And he pulls out a Frappuccino. And I go, no, I'm good, thanks. And he doesn't even try to explain the dolls or anything. So he walks over, gets my license. He's trying to take a picture of it. The camera's not focusing. And he's like, huh. And he's like tapping the screen. Camera's not focusing. Wonder what's going on. And I go, do you want me to take the picture and send it to you? Like, you know, so we can go. Like, I'm fucking freaking out. I mean, how would, would you not be? You think? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So the second he takes a picture, I make him call me. So I have his number and I leave. I fucking book it. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, bye. Boom. I'll get back to you. I'll pay you. You get a quote and I'll do whatever. I fucking book it. I realize that I don't get his information. I don't get. I don't even know his fucking name. But he has your address. I didn't get a picture of the license of of the license plate. I didn't get a picture of the car damages. I was so fucking scared. That's exactly why you got out alive because you didn't get any of that information, dude. So no, no, this is the worst part. So then he messages me on WhatsApp. He's like, "Hey, this is so and so from the accident," and it's three in the morning at this point, and his photo is like black and white, and you know the WhatsApp icons are really small. It looked like it, like the clown for a second. Then I opened it and it wasn't, but bro, my fucking heart dropped. And I was like, this guy has my address. This guy's going to come, come murder me and my whole family. That's like some Dexter shit, man. (laughs) Bro, I I was shitting my, I was like, I'm going to die. I thought like, I'm going to die here in this parking lot on Sunset Drive. Yeah. yeah. That's my, uh, that's my story. What'd you say, Alex? Didn't like your Magic Johnson take. <laughs> you know Miami Heat LLC is tied to your address, right? <laughs> You're next, Brian. Did you tell him how you became a sports fan? <laughs> <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 